Hello, footy fans, and welcome back to the Chip and Chase podcast. As most of you already know, at 7 a.m. this morning, the Penrith Panthers took on the Wigan Warriors in the World Club Challenge with Wigan coming away the victors in that one. That makes two clubs in two years, two English clubs to knock over the Penny Panthers in the World Club Challenge. Wigan coming away 16 to 12 victors in this one. And I thought I'd just sit down and wrap up the sort of game, put a few of my thoughts to a podcast format. I didn't get to watch this one live. I've um, had my work cut out with me, uh, my work cut out for me a bit with work and catching up on all of the um, the trial games that I miss while I'm at work. So I was up till 3am recording, uh, recording stuff for them and therefore didn't really want to wake up at 7am for this one. But woke up, stayed off social media, didn't know the score straight away, got up KO and watch this one back. So all my thoughts are coming from that. I've not been swayed from anything else. So we'll, yeah, let's just sit down and, you know, read through a few of the notes that I've, I've sort of penciled down on this one. First of all, I'm just, I'm so glad we have this clash back as a footy fan. We lost it a bit there through like the COVID years, but I, I love seeing the best of both competitions going at it for the crown of world champions. Like you can tell, how much it means for the English clubs especially. Every year the Super League is it's sort of put down by Australian fans calling it an inferior league. So when when St. Helens came out last year and beat the back-to-back premiers in Penrith, I was, I was very hyped. I love a good underdog story, and I was hoping that it sort of shut up the Australian fans that were putting putting that league down because it's a fantastic league. So, yeah, I was, I was really rooting for St. Helens last year to, sh- to sharp those cr- criticisms. I was a bit more neutral of a fan in this, in this game. I just wanted to sit down, watch a, a good game of, of footy, and sure enough, that's exactly what we got. From the outset of the game, you could tell both clubs were just dialed in and they were here to play hard. It was a drop ball pretty early from Willie Isa, Willie Isa, I believe it was, um, of, of the Wigan Warriors, and the Panthers just immediately got up and roared in his face to let him know they'll be at it all day. So that was already promising signs, and it got me really excited for this one. Uh, and then from then on, it was sort of just about both teams getting into a bit of a groove. And uh, the first to do that were the Wigan Warriors, who scored the opening try of the match through Abbas Miski on the right wing, um, on the back of a, a beautiful ball from from Bevan French, who has transitioned into a 5'8 during his time in England, evidently. I uh, believe he won Man, uh, the Man of Steel Award in 2023. So he's, he's doing some incredible things, Bevan French. Shout out to him. And, and sort of while we're just on him, he, he had an incredible game all around. He really did. Obviously, he had that, that early try assist, but he also showed he still has that speed we all know him for when he chased down that kick to score the match ceiling try for the Warriors before ultimately being called back for, the, for being offside. So it was really good to see he still has that pace about him because it's what makes him so electric. He's been pretty vocal in saying his preference is to return to Australia when his current deal expires. And I I think a lot of clubs could do a lot worse than pick him up and give him a shot on the back of this performance and his performances last year or just his enti- over his entire course of being in the Super League. He's been really, really good over there. He always looked like he was going to be a bit of a superstar after coming out and scoring 19 tries in 13 games, I think it was, back in 2016. Um, but he, he never really kicked on, uh, and I think having these years in England has sort of really developed his, his game. And with the ability to play fullback, wing, and, and now 5'8", I'd, I'd love to see him back in the NRL, and I think 
a club could do a lot worse than give him a shot. Um, but on to sort of more of the game, I thought Wigan's defence was just absolutely incredible, especially for that first half of the game. They never really looked like leaking points, and I understand that the Panthers were a bit rusty and they were warming into their game. But, yeah, Wigan just, they held him out constantly. I don't know if Penrith never really heard the tackle count or if it was just a strategy, but they were very hesitant to put in kicks on the fifth tackle. Maybe they were worried about the shorter in goals and didn't want to give away any uh, seven tackle sets, but they got caught a lot on the last tackle in that first half. And yeah, they re- never really sort of fired a shot. It took them to about the 26th minute to cross the line. And sure enough, it was none other than Nath Cleary who, who scored that try. But it definitely did take them a bit to warm into it. You, you could just sort of tell they were starting to hit their straps in the last 10 minutes or so of that first half. Their shapes were looking better. Their offloading was freeing up a lot of space. And they were running with a lot more vigor. But it again, it didn't take them to the final few seconds of the first half to cross again when Dylan Edwards found space and ran through the gap to score a try, which you know gave the, the Panthers the lead on the back of that one going into halftime. Um, on the, oh, well, technically on the back of... Nathan Cleary's uh, conversion for that try that made the scores 12-10 at halftime. But yeah, it obviously took them a, a bit of time to sort of warm into this one. They were pretty rusty, and, and that's expected. This is their first game of, of the season. They obviously didn't get to do any of the preseason challenges, and the Super League season's been underway for a few weeks now. So the Wigan Warriors were sort of already into their groove. They're, they're knowing how, they, how each other plays. Panthers had combinations to work out new players in, old players out. Like, it was going to take time, but you'd still expect them to come come about and put a bit more of a performance on it in this one. But I think, it, yeah, it, not taking nothing away from the Wigan Warriors, they were really, really good defensively in that first half. Uh, another player who sort of stood out to me was Jyfield. Um, he's another former NRL player. I, I really think he should have been given more of a shot when he was over here. But, yeah, he was really great in this one. He can make something out of nothing purely off the back of his pace. He's he's absolutely lightning quick. Uh, but he, he, has a, he has an array of skills as well. Like, he played, I think he came through the grades at Dragons as a fullback. No, he would have been 5'8", because Matt Dufty was coming through the same time at the fullback. So he was there 5'8", and obviously playing fullback for Wigan now. But as a 5'8", he has that you know, decent kicking game to him. He he can defend in the front line. He's always been a bit of a smaller body, but he's put on a, a bit of weight, it seems. So he wasn't losing contact nearly as much in this game as he sort of did back when he was in the NRL. And it doesn't seem to have affected his pace at, at all. But yeah, he put in a really deft kick to put Jake Wardle over in that um second half. And he came up with some incredible try-saving tackles, one of which was a, a beautiful cover tackle on Taylor May, um, which, you know, it essentially saved the game for the Warriors and another of which we will get to a bit later. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked really, really good in this one and I'd love to see him get another shot in the NRL if he ever wants to return to Australia. Uh, young Jack Cole for the Panthers. I didn't didn't think he looked out of place at all. He was actively just looking to run and looking for contact, and he really lost for for a young fella. He's he's a bigger body, which is sort of what the Panthers should be looking for, I think, in that five eight throw. I think the five eight throw is definitely transitioning to sort of run first, bigger players. Um, and yeah, he he looked really good. Didn't look out of, out of place at all. If he is the man to replace Luai in twenty twenty five, then there's a lot of 
good signs pretty early brewing for him. And I think another year building his game, building his game, sorry, in New South Wales Cup and, you know, getting a few opportunities sprinkled in in first grade this year, I think it'll do wonders for Jack Cole's game and, and his development. So, yeah, it was good good seeing a sort of first hit out for him, and I'd love to see him sort of progression progress into the season for the, for the Penny Panthers. Uh, Isaiah Yo, I thought he was pretty darn good. He might have been the Panthers' best on ground in this game. He just poked his line through the line on essentially every run he made and was always just looking to free up that offload for to play off the back of. He copped a bit of criticisms in, in recent time. And look, Major, it's sort of just from people who don't really know the game. Like I'm hoping his performance in this one might have silenced them, but I sort of doubt it because... Yeah, like if you know rugby league, you know that Isaiah Yo is still the best lock in in the sport. So, yeah, I thought he was really, really good in this one. Might have been um, Panthers' best on ground. Another little note that I had penciled down isn't necessarily to do with the game itself, but it's to do with the fans and the supporters in the crowd. I love English fans. Uh, as a rugby league podcaster who does call this sport footy, I'm going to re- re- refer to football as soccer just to not confuse listeners, but please do not hurt me, English fans. But yeah, if you, if you watch soccer over in England, the fans essentially act as like extra players for their for their teams. Their chants are absolutely in, intoxicating, if you will. And I love that it transfers into their support of rugby league as well. So it was really cool hearing the crowd start their chants and really get behind their team. I thought it was, I wish NRL, I wish fans in Australia sort of got behind that a lot more because it was so... Just sitting here behind the screen watching it, I had a smile on my face. And if you're at a game and that's happening, I can only imagine how how cool it must be to see that go on. So shout out to the English supporters. You really didn't let us down. Look, there was a little bit of controversy in the refereeing in this one, particularly when Liam Martin stripped the ball to put the Panthers in a good like, attacking position pretty late in the game to try and get them back into the contest. And it was incorrectly penalised, but... In my opinion, that was sort of a bit of a nothing call. Like, you, you see bad calls like that all the time in the NRL. And if fans are calling that out for the reason Panthers lost the game, then I think you, you don't have any idea what you're talking about, to be honest. Like, let's give the Wigan Warriors their dues. They kept the back-to-back-to-back to back to back NRL premiers to 12 points. And if you're going to say that that call from the, ref, from the refs blew the chance for the Panthers to score a try... And, and win the game, then you know nothing about it because they didn't score a point in the entire second half. This is the Penrith Panthers. They For them to not score a try in any half of football is absolutely ridiculous. From what I've seen online, there's been a few more criticisms of the refereeing performance and just apparently multiple dud calls and stuff. I, I really didn't see it. Like Besides that one Liam Martin call... I thought the refereeing was pretty darn good in this one, especially to what we're used to in the NRL. So I think maybe it's just Australians being really biased and it, it really pisses me off sort of just reading what, what fans, even content creators are saying, saying, oh, yeah, refereeing's really poor, blah, blah, blah. You're you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. The refereeing was absolutely fine. Yes, there was one bad call, but you get those. They happen. And if you think that's the reason that the Panthers lost this game, then, I mean, what, what can I say? 
We're talking about the three-time defending NRL premiers here. For them to go an entire half of footy without scoring a try is not the referee's fault. They should have created so many opportunities for themselves to level this game up or to even get the win, and they didn't. And you can't blame the referees on that. I think we have to give Wigan's defence such a rap. It was remarkable all night, and it's typified in their last-ditch effort to save that try on Taylor May right on full time. They deserve this win on the back of their defence. No NRL clubs could do this to the Panthers for the past three seasons, yet two English clubs in two years have limited the Panthers to only 12 points. Teams that come from a competition renowned for being not able to defend. Like, it's incredible stuff. And and I really, I wish that us Australian fans weren't so quick to just blame anything else and say our game's the best. I think it's it's sort of noted that the NRL is the top of rugby league competitions in the world, but that doesn't mean that no other teams or everyone else is substantially less. I think Super League is a different sort of brand of footy. It is more attacking, but they play with so much passion over there, and I hate that we just straight away call them out and say that they're less than us. So I hope this one humbles Australian fans once again. You know, I thought St. Helens did so well last year, but yeah, really, really good stuff from the from the Wigan Warriors. I'm I don't want to take a single thing away from them. Uh, yeah, I've got they've got my utmost respect and and congratulations to to them. You could really see how much this one meant to Wigan Warriors and their fans when that Taylor May try came up as a no try right at the end. Just the excitement on their faces and how they celebrated. I believe they interviewed. Liam Marshall, the uh, the winger for the Warriors straight after, and he, he put it up there as the stuff you dream about. So I love hearing that sort of stuff. I'm I'm so happy they actually did win this game. I know I said I went in here as a sort of impartial fan. I don't hate the Panthers at all. I love the Panthers and what they've done for rugby league as much as I'm ready for a new club to sort of step into that role and be a premiership winner. I think the Panthers are like probably the greatest rugby league or NRL side we've ever seen. And honestly, maybe it's just how much I I really hate seeing the bias from Australian fans that makes me want to see English teams stop them and shut them up. But yeah, by the end of this game, I was hoping the Wigan Warriors won, and they did. And I think they thoroughly deserved it. If people actually think that the Panthers were the better side in this one, then I don't know what to tell you. But that's two years in a row that the Super League club has knocked off the Penrith Panthers and honestly, I couldn't be happier for it. So, yeah, congratulations to to the Wigan Warriors. There's not much more I can say about this one, but, yeah, you were spectacular to, today. I was going to say tonight, but 7 a.m. for us, so not really tonight. Um, but, yeah, awesome stuff from the Wigan Warriors and another great World Club Challenge. I'm so excited to see what the future has in store. Hopefully it's not the Penrith Panthers doing it again next year. Obviously they fold when it comes to... The World Club Challenge, one thing that they seemingly cannot win. So let's hope we get a new premiere from the NRL in 2024. Here's hoping it's the Waz and they can go over there or the English club can kind of come over here to Australia and the Waz can knock them off and win the World Club Challenge. So here's hoping. But yeah, awesome stuff from the Wigan Warriors and just a great game all, all round. So thank you guys for, for tuning into this one. It's obviously been a few days in between my last podcast and now just really struggling with sort of balancing it in work and there hasn't been too much more to comment on in the sort of NRL aspect. 
Uh, I will be doing a lot more stuff on the Instagram in between podcasts. Podcasts can only sort of come when there's stuff to, you know, give a good video format to. So there should be a lot more content coming Instagram ways. So please make sure you're, you're following me on there at the Chip and Chase podcast. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this one. Really do let me know what you guys thought of the game. If you did see a few more refereeing calls that you thought maybe I was oblivious to, message me on, on Instagram. That's the best way to get in contact. And yeah, let me know what your thoughts were for, for this game in particular. But once again, I'll say one more congratulations to the Wigan Warriors. And yeah, thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Yeah.